0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fourth season, we're looking at Kath Branagh's 2011 film, Thor. I'm Matthew Fox from the TheEthicalPanda.com.
1: And I'm Andy Nelson from The Next Real Film Podcast.
0: Today we're talking about Minute 21 which begins with Laufey calling Odin a murderer and a thief, and ends with Thor giving Loki a look with a capital L. <laughs> Joining us on the show today, we have Cass Fredrickson from the Lord of the Rings Minute. Uh, Cass, as a Lord of the Rings person, how do these kind of fantasy battle scenes like line up for
2: you? Oh, wow. We're just going right in, aren't we? Um, <laughs> I really um i really like it when a a fight scene tells a story or tells us something about like the characters or what's going on and i think that this one that we're talking about this week is actually like really good at that um it's no helm's deep but you know <laughs> <laughs> you know what can be it doesn't need to be yeah we'll
0: have more on this battle and all sorts of things in just one moment
1: This week, we are having a great conversation about the battle in front of Utgard Hall with our wonderful guest, Cass, from Lord of the Rings Minute. And we want to know what you think about this battle that's going on here. Jump into the conversation with us and other Marvel fans over in our Discord server. Just head to truestory.fm slash marvelmovieminute and click on the Discord link.
0: Let's just dive right into this because the minute starts with Laufey, like now in this huge shot, he's taking up the entire arch. Um, Cass, you weren't here for it, but last week, Andy and I basically did Zapruder film level analysis, like trying to figure out exactly where he's standing and where he's looking. And you know, he stands there and he's got this great line of, you're nothing but a boy trying to prove himself a man. What what do you what kind of sense do you get of who laufey is and what he's trying to do in this moment
2: um i think i get i get the sense that he's very old because you know Mm -hmm. he says a boy trying to prove himself a man and like thor is like a thousand or something um and he he's also but he's also trying to be intimidating too like he he doesn't want to look weak in the face of like his these invaders Mm -hmm. you know um i actually yeah i like i like what little laufey we get in this movie, I kind of I understand why we don't get more of it. I don't know if you guys are like spoilery or 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 not. Um,
1: as much as we need to be, <laughs> okay, cool. Um,
2: but what what little time we spend with him, I um I always kind of enjoy. Um, I think he's really interesting.
0: Yeah, I I think he's a great character, especially because in this moment, and I'm we'll talk about more because of what happens later in the minute and later in these this scene over the next couple minutes. We'll talk about all week long. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what he's trying to do. Because on some level, it does feel like he doesn't want a fight to happen here. Yes. He doesn't. Uh, he's tr- but he's also kind of egging Thor on, you know, in terms of, like, if you don't want Thor to fight, calling him a boy and, like, you know, mocking him and mocking his father is not strategy number one. Um, and is it just that, like... He has so much anger and resentment that he can't, like, help getting in a little nudge at Thor? Is he kind of trying to test Thor and see how much he can get away with? What, what do you, for both of you, what do you kind of think of he has got going on there?
1: Well, I mean, he is king, and I feel like part of that is just, you know, he needs to speak up as king in front of all of his frost giants yeah. uh, to so that they know that he's just not going to uh, lay down and and do whatever Thor wants. But it's, I mean, it's a really interesting uh, place that that he is in right now because i mean they took the casket of ancient winters all those uh, all those years ago and here they are left with uh you know this um planet that is falling to pieces and and crumbling because they don't have that source of power anymore and and but that was kind of like the peace treaty and it's like such a strange peace treaty to agree with so i imagine that the frost giants are a little uh you know irritated and the fact that thor comes down here you know thumping his chest ready to uh ready to fight i you know just i mean I, i think it's pushing buttons certainly across the board for all the frost giants
2: it's it's a lot of posturing right like this is his way of of being diplomatic and but also not losing face in front of his his um subjects and the the thing in this minute when he's talking, when he pauses, when he kind of like pauses to reflect about, you know, not what your actions will unleash. And um I think that is the thing in this minute that kind of speaks to like, he truly does not want there to be a fight, but he also like, mm-hmm. he can't back down because he's a man or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he definitely
0: wants to save face, and probably I'm guessing some of the frost giants there are just as eager as Thor is to get yes, into a fight, yeah. and so he kind of oh, yeah. knows he's got to kind of manage all of this. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, immediately afterwards, we get this great shot that I think is just one of my favorite like moments of staging because it's a blink and you miss it, but it's so perfect because Thor is saying this boy is growing tired of your mockery. You know, it's it's him like responding, but the shot is of Thor looking tiny. And looking completely surrounded, yeah, you know, and bot. I just get this sense of like, he has no idea what's going on in this moment.
1: Right. The fact that there are frost giants coming out of every nook and cranny around kind of the the walls of the remnants of utgard hall to kind of surround them i mean it's it's pretty frightening that uh that there are these i mean i was trying to count just how how much movement i was seeing on screen and i i think there's at least 20 that are coming out and there are mm-hmm. they they number six so i mean they're yeah. quite outnumbered mm-hmm. and we know that there are more and and so i think that it's one of those things where uh yeah he he's just blind to you know he's kind of got that blind rage and that's how thor mm-hmm. operates at this point in this the film. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, film well it's one of those things where like if you're playing one of those video games where you like move military units across a map like if there's ever a time like even for level one to test like is this a trap moving into a space where you're now completely surrounded by rock only one small exit and entrance like it just everything about it says this is a bad idea <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and of course we see that at least sif and volstrog they definitely get it i, I love getting to see like them not inspired by Thor's speech. Like, they're looking around. They see the giants forming ice weapons. They seem to know this is going to go pretty badly. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's... uh, Well, and you see, like, I love that there's a shot of a frost giant right after we see Sif, who just... I mean, he looks raging angry. I mean, they already have those red eyes. They, they look like, you know, <laughs> monsters with those red eyes, but he's, he kind of like the way that it's almost like he's cracking his neck, getting ready for the fight. And that's when you really start seeing these frost giants preparing for battle. As we start seeing them, you know, doing what they do best forming ice on their, on their extremities to use as weapons. And so we see one forming a sword on his arm. The next, honestly, I I really, I wanted to talk to you both about this next one. I have no idea what's going on with this second one we see because we only see his thighs and there are two like ice weapons forming. It seems like crotch level going down. I really (laughs) am not quite sure what I'm looking at in that second, uh, moment of weapons being formed, uh, you know, it's,
0: it's... PG-13 movies, some things have to be implied and not really stated. And <laughs> left to the imagination. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think it's one of those, like, I, I was commenting this before, in Cass, I'm wondering how you found it. This whole scene is so dark mm-hmm. that it wasn't until I was really going this, like, you know, play five seconds, pause, play five seconds, pause, really review of the full minute. I, I, every time I've seen it in theater or on TV, it just feels like it's it it's just, darkness, you know, and I just I get a sense of ice weapons forming, but that level of detail just I never get to see.
2: hmm Um, well, I was <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um I was uh deep in the Thor fandom uh on Tumblr uh back in like twenty twelve. Um so like combing over the movie for like um screenshots to use for like fan edits and stuff, like this this part is really good because, you know, they're uh like thor and loki um are standing very close to each other so like if i wanted to do like you know whatever um but it's also (laughs) it's also really really dark um so it's yeah this i i wish it was a little lighter because the the rest of the movie is so colorful um yeah Yeah. but i also kind of really like the contrast um Mm -hmm. between like the different realms like asgard is so saturated and this is so like blue
1: it's so interesting because the sun's out you know that's something i don't think i ever really paid attention to the fact that as they're approaching the plaza here we actually see the sun in the sky i mean it's low in the sky granted Mm -hmm. we'll see it later and it's still low in sky so it's not like the sun has gone down or anything but it's just like this is daytime on on Jotunheim, and it's just a very dark cold place and i i mean yes i i I certainly appreciate when there's a little more light so I can see things more easily. But to your point, Cass, I really appreciate that the filmmakers were saying, you know what, this is a dark and cold place. Let's mm-hmm. let's kind of yeah. make it a little darker than you would normally expect.
0: Yeah.
2: I think I figured out what's going on with this this shot at like 23 the, seconds with the, the ice. The,
1: Double with crotch the, weapon? Yeah, with
2: the two <laughs> legs. Because the legs are, it's like two of them standing side by side, and they are forming them in the space between each, like, where they're standing. Because the legs do not make a single person.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you okay. see what you mean? Yeah, it's like they both have their arms pointing downwards, like, yes. in front of each yeah, other. So Yeah, you, okay. can, that, yeah, you that. can tell that
2: they're, like, opposite legs instead of...
1: They're two... Um, right yeah okay that may uh, that's i'm so much more comfortable with that I'm as sorry far as how like, the frost giants <laughs> fight <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I, I i'm gonna guess there's a good like three or four seconds of a shot that got wound up on an editing room floor but that might have given a little more context maybe, so so especially uh, one thing i would be excited to talk to you about uh, as our sort of like resident lord of the rings you know expert oh um, thank Vols, you <laughs> Vols, the the character of
1: volstrog especially Vol- as presented. Vol- Bolstag, no Bolstag, R. R.
0: Bolstag yeah. Thank you. Me, um, pronunciation's awful. Um, uh, he's basically a Tolkien dwarf, right? I mean, like the rotundness, the huge appetite, the beard. Uh, he never talks about mining, but I feel like he tr- he ticks every other sort of dwarf from Lord of the Rings.
2: He idea. is he is very Gimli esque. Um, mm-hmm. I will. S- I I mean, he's a bit tall for a dwarf, I think, but. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: Though I think notably the shortest of all the warriors that he, he travels with. But yes, he's not. Is um, he the
2: shortest? I thought he was the tallest. Because I yeah, Hogan's I pretty short, too.
1: Yeah, I think Hogan's the shortest.
0: Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, the way they shoot him, I think I always think of him as short and rotund, mm. but um, well, there again, is, maybe there... dwarf projection.
1: Yeah, and there is a weird shot in here when, when the ice weapons are forming, when you see uh, in the distance, you see the Warriors Three standing there, and he's kneeling. And uh, and mm. so I, I don't know if that's something that he does often when he's prepping for battle, but maybe that's one of the things that might throw you off sometimes Mm -hmm. like maybe we're just not seeing that he's kneeling more than we realize
0: and of course we see that he's holding his axe Mm -hmm. um yeah tell us more about the axe he's holding
1: well, the, I one, I think it's a super cool axe. It's got, like, multiple blades within the axe head itself, mm-hmm. which I find really interesting. Uh, but I think it's also interesting that for the context of the film, they actually named these weapons. Because in the comics, from what I could find, he kind of brandished a variety of, of weapons. Often it was mm-hmm. just a sword. Often, as we've discussed, it's his body. He uses his rotundness to, like, stop people. And it's, it's a little silly in the comics. Um uh, but in the in the movie, the axe, although it's never named in the film, but it's actually called branderheid undersegir, and that's that's the name of his axe. What does that so,
2: translate to? Do you know
1: i don't know they okay. from what I could tell, they came up with it. I tried to uh put these through various translators for uh like Norwegian or different mm-hmm. languages that were kind of up in that part of the world, mm-hmm. Swedish and stuff and They never translated to anything other than back to Branderhein Undersageer. Interesting. (laughs) And that's one
0: of the things where I've got to wonder, you know, did they come up with names because just in case they wanted to mention it at some point in time, did they come up with names because they knew people would like the lore? Or maybe this is my cynical side. Did they come up with names to sell more merchandise? (laughs) Because (laughs) like, you know, if it's not, if not just this guy's ax, it's (laughs) Bundeschmier, whatever it is. Like... You know, you can sell that better.
1: You know, it's interesting. I, I was doing some live translating, and "undersagir" if you separate it out, it means "wonder victory"
2: oh, okay. in
1: in Norwegian. Branderheid, I couldn't figure out how to separate in a way that actually translated to anything, but uh, but I do think there you go. the The last part of it, "wonder victory."
0: Mm. So interesting, interesting. You know. So, uh, one thing we uh, should mention also, uh, and it's going to be a big deal in these five minutes, I know Andy feels we should be hanging our heads in shame. We did not <laughs> mention our first view of the Jotun Beast. Uh, it was in the last minute, 20 minutes and 25 seconds. Definitely going to check that out again, and that's definitely a kind of foreboding of, there's a lot more going on here than Thor seems to want to recognize.
1: Yeah, it's uh, well, I think we were spending all of our time in that particular moment talking about Sif's footwear. Uh, and so
2: we're <laughs> too focused wedges. on that
1: exactly, yeah. and not, not talking about the fact that, you know, oh, there's the Jotun beast off to the side there. So, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh, and so now, of course, we get Loki jumping in and he tries to warn Thor, you know, like we should, we should get out of here. And, and Cass, you can jump into this because I think this is going to be the running debate through this entire movie. Mm-hmm. What is loki doing where he's trying to manipulate his brother and where is he just actually like being sincere because he clearly like loki obviously has manipulated his brother to come here loki wants to cause trouble Mm -hmm. but i think also loki like knows like this might not be a good idea for them um do you think he like would he uh, obviously what he's saying is like right up there with what lofi said as the best ways to get thor to start a fight do you think Loki knows that and is intentionally egging him on? Or is he actually a little afraid and wanting to convince Thor to, to back down?
2: Uh, I think he is being sincere in this moment because of two reasons that happened later on. Um, One later on this week and then one where he's um, speaking with the Warriors 3 after the fact. And I don't know if I should just like... Mention those. um I don't know your guys's policy on on spoilers. But... <laughs> we're
1: we're kind of fluid. I, I okay. mean, we used to be a lot more strict in in earlier seasons. Yeah. I know in Iron Man, I was like, if it hasn't, if we're only minute twenty three, there's no minutes after this right. yet. But I think at this point, we're just like you know, I mean, everybody's know, seen these films, so I mean, we're not going to specifically spend like twenty minutes talking about that. But I mean, if it if it makes sense to bring it up mm-hmm. in context for a point, then okay. I think that's fine. Um,
2: yeah. So I think I think the his reaction to The, the taunt, uh, and Thor's reaction to the taunt in the next minute. And the fact that he like mentions that he told a guard that they were going here and that they shouldn't have made it this far. Like, I, I think he is being sincere because he like, he doesn't want to die. Like, he, he wants, at this point, he wants to cause trouble. He doesn't want to cause harm. And he's because because Thor has his like war blinders on. So, like, he has no idea. He doesn't have any awareness of what is going on, yeah. which is why he's like, look around you.
0: Yeah. He got Thor to put his hand in the cookie jar. He knows Odin should be showing up any moment yes. now. Yeah. And he doesn't want to smash all the cookies before, like, Odin. Catches right. Him. I, I, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. I think that I think that was fair.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think that was kind of like the whole thing with Heimdall, too. Like, I think he was, uh, you know, probably trying to slow them down a little bit. In the hopes that Odin would stop them before they even went into the Bifrost. But, I, I, you know, as we've just been discussing, it's like, that's what's exciting and interesting about Loki is he constantly is able to think and and re, readjust his plans mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that, you know, he still is maneuvering the way that he wants as he moves forward. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And so then Luffy jumps back in and says... You know you know not what your actions will unleash, I do. And I think this is the moment, Cass, you were just mentioning where yeah. that this is really what convinces me that Laufey does not want to fight. He's mm-hmm. kind of saying, like, if you go down this road, it's going to be bad for you, it's going to be bad for us, let's just walk away. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially the way that Colm Fury is playing it. Like, the way that he takes that pause and, like, looks down, mm-hmm. like, reflective mm-hmm. of the darker times when war was nearly destroying them i mean you look at the planet it still has put them in a bad place but i mean i think he's probably speaking to the fact that they have done nothing but suffer over the last thousand years and it's been a very difficult time i think that's really interesting
0: definitely and especially if here i'm probably head like crazy but we're going back and forth on did laofy know that frost giants were going to try to invade asgard and you know steal the casket because i i still am on board team like he found out about it later but he didn't know this was going to happen and to him that might be a sense of like you know my own people are getting restless like my own people are spoiling for a fight that's a fight they can't win and so i need to kind of top this all down
1: yeah i'm looking forward to uh, furthering that conversation when uh, Mm -hmm. there's more interactions between Mm -hmm. laofy and loki I, I, I want to jump back a little bit because we, uh, I think we jumped over the part where Thor actually, uh, kind of crushes Loki's, uh, p- desire to get out and that whole know your place, brother.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, one, that's, I mean, it's such an interesting thing to say to his brother. And, and, and two, I, I keep trying to figure out, okay, is this, I, I'm assuming that it's a, is from older prince to younger prince. But is there also like some as far as like the roles in battle? As I mean, we've seen them always in this position of Thor in front, mm-hmm. and then Loki and Sif in the next set of ranks, and then the Warriors Three in the back. Is there something as far as like the ranking, or is it just a like prince to prince thing that he's saying here?
2: I think it's uh, I think it's like older brother, younger brother, like. He's handling this conversation. So like for Loki to kind of undercut him while like he's talking like king to king, you know, mm-hmm. I think that I think that would plus he's like super, super prideful still at this point. So um I think that plays a part in that as well. But I don't know that it's like the the friend group ranking.
0: Yeah. I I'm I'm kinda on both. I think I think it's definitely that but the extent to which I mean, basically, they're a D and D party, you know. Like, and Thor is very clearly the tank. He's the barbarian. Loki's the rogue, you know. And 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 to me, yeah, it's not it's not that friend group ranking as much as it's just like Thor's like, look, I make the decisions where we fight. You know, you follow me. You follow my orders. Uh, you know, and somewhat that's younger prince, and somewhat just. You don't decide when we have battle because you're going to be hiding in the shadows and using illusion magic anyway. So like, you know, you just shut up and and do DPS work and I'll I'll do the negotiation. <laughs> Sorry, something about, I think it's because we talked, we took a good look at Volstag's hammer, which to me looks like the kind of thing you get oh, in his like axe. late level. His axe, sorry. I'm thinking again about dwarves. It, it looks like the kind of thing you get in like late level World of Warcraft, you know, where the weapons get more and more crazy looking and less and less practical, but they just look <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, his
2: axe is pretty spiky. Like. Yeah. I like it.
1: Right. Well, and you know, the fact that, I mean, I love that it has like multiple blades on the axe head, but I was like, if you're, if you're fighting with that, like, does that make it harder to pull out? Like pieces of, ah. uh, you know, bodies are getting, like, wedged into the grooves? Like, uh, I don't know. I start thinking like all these horrifically gross thoughts about, like, how, how, <laughs> how do would this you have to, like, work? hose that thing out, yeah. like, get some sticks and, like, <laughs> pry out the little bone does chunks it, that are stuck in it there? Does it, like,
2: compromise the Oof. the integrity of the weapon because it's, like, multiple pieces? Like, will it crack easier? Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah.
0: laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, badassery, level 10. Practicality, level 3. Right. You know? yeah. like right. At that point, who cares? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah no thank you for bringing us back I think that's another great like Thor Loki moment and, and also I think it helps that like I think Loki's actions over this scene are fluid somewhat you know that like he might go in with this one plan but Thor says something like that like that's going to just spark up all the resentment all over again and, and all that mm-hmm. um, and, and I do also love again just Chris Hemsworth showing that he is not only a gorgeous gorgeous man <laughs> with Terrible eyebrows. um <laughs> Although
1: to that point, I will say his eyebrows look darker while we're on yes, on yes. Jotunheim. <laughs> he,
0: the thirst factor has gone up a little bit because we you don't we're not seeing the uber blondness there. But just he's an amazing but, actor as well. And mm-hmm. there's that one shot where he doesn't say a word, but you can just see him literally like shaking with anger. And I think it's a little bit of uncertainty too. But he's not. To me, this is like the person who's it's a lot more bravado than confidence, and he. He can't ever express doubt because then he might start to doubt himself. Does mm-hmm. is that, is that kind of similar sense to what you get? Mm-hmm.
2: That makes sense. Yeah. No, I like mm-hmm. your reading of of like bravado over confidence because, like, I don't think Thor is really confident until like the back half of this movie, like the last yeah, I don't know quarter of this movie. So that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, it's all like high school bully. You know, yes, like he's yeah. he's very good because no one's ever stood up to him and been able to challenge him.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that makes for a great character arc, too. And that's why I yeah. really do enjoy his story as as we kind of watch him transition from this place at the beginning of the film. And as we've said a few times, you know, we're we're lucky we didn't get the really bad Thor, who's like pushing over servants and flipping tables. And like, or, I mean, we see the, the table flip, but like the way that he pushes the servants out of the way to do so. I mean, mm-hmm. he he was really just like a terrible, terrible, like the the rudest of rude princes to people. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad we didn't have that. But still, what we have is still pretty bad. I'm just glad that we get to see him kind of find that evolution because I I think that it's yeah. a, a strong journey that he goes on here. You know,
0: it's funny because I'm a huge Iron Man fan, and I I was thinking about that in terms of Iron Man's first movie. Tony Stark is a cocky jerk, Mm -hmm. arrogant, narcissistic at the start of that movie, and he absolutely still is at the end of the movie. It's not really till like, his (laughs) third movie that he really starts to challenge that. And I feel like for him it works because it does at least feel like he's pushing everyone around, but he's not being— He backs it up, I guess, to some extent. Where I, 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 where I'm kind of going with this is, I feel like if Thor didn't have this journey in the first movie, I don't think he'd be anywhere near as good a character. Like, I don't think you could have we get to the second Thor movie and he's still cocky and arrogant and narcissistic. But who cares? Because he's badass. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. That's it's an important change for this particular character because. Yeah. And I think it's just because of the way that he is such an arrogant royal who just is so dismissive of everything else. So I, I think it's good that we. You know, have that. And as, we, as we've said, you know, at least Tony had kind of a uh, he was willing to kind of joke about himself. I think and that helped because I don't yeah. think Thor would have done that. I think it's very true. Yeah.
0: And so then we, we sort of close out with this large, giant kind of menacingly approaching. And and Loki now wants to accept the kind of offer Lofi's made about, like, leave now and everything will be fine. And then Thor just turns and gives him this look. And that's where our minute ends.
2: I love that slow head turn to just look at him. Mm-hmm. It's so funny.
1: <laughs> it, well, it's just like, it's like, you know, he was... If anything, I suppose he was hoping that Loki would say, yeah, you know, not, not on your life sort of thing. And they'd get ready to fight. And it's just like the reaction is like, huh? Mm-hmm. What? You know, like that, yeah. that sort of look. I love it. Um, this is our frost giant sentry played by Darren Kendrick who is walking out here. Um, We're going to have a lot of Frost Giants in the (laughs) next uh, sets of minutes. A lot of them are people I will not be able to identify because of the amount of makeup they're wearing. There are actually six credited uh, uh, people as Frost Giants um, in the actual credits of the film, not to mention a number of them that people have uh, listed themselves uncredited on IMDb. But still, it's very hard to tell um so I'll I'll call out the ones that I know uh that I can certainly identify as we go. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. <clears throat> oh and and one other note that I I think it's going to be interesting to look at as we start watching these Frost Giant warriors that they this is what it says on the um the Marvel Wiki, uh the Marvel Cinematic Universe um wiki that I I reference from time to time. They use uh tattoos on their skin to show off their military rank. And I really don't know where to where to look for the tattoos because they have so many marks on their skin. And, and I'm like, is that just their skin? Or are those the tattoos? Are some of these actually clothes? And it's just kind of the way that it's designed. I have a very difficult time distinguishing that. And and certainly as we kind of go through this <laughs> week, um, we'll look at this and, and try to figure out right. are, are those tattoos or aren't they? Um And because certainly like, oh, and this is something else. Like when we see Laufey up on his throne, finally, we get some close ups. I mean, he's got all those lines on his face still that I guess are tattoos. Mm, I'm not exactly sure. Um, But to our our question, um, when we were asking, I think last week about does Laufey look older? He does actually look more gaunt. Like if you compare his face now, as opposed to when we saw him at the beginning of the film, his cheeks are definitely more sunken in and so um, there definitely is some uh, it he may not look older but he certainly looks more worn down
0: he's had a a rough rough time since
1: then (laughs) yes a rough a rough thousand years
0: we'll talk about this more when we get there but one other thing to think about in terms of those tattoos is that we have one character who is a frost giant but hasn't grown up left left jodenheim as a baby who yes. does have a tattoo on the back of his hand already so clearly that's something like you know i don't know if that's because they're tattooing babies or because it's kind of you're born with that on your skin in some way or we'll, we'll get to that for sure
1: and that's that's my question that's exactly yeah. why i have this question because i'm like how
0: is that a tattoo interesting you know
1: <laughs> different strokes uh so any
0: other co- last comments from either of you before we wrap up this minute i don't
2: think so
1: no, it's a, it's a good minute. We're getting into some... Uh, well, we might just all be leaving. It might be time to just walk away from, <laughs> from, from Jotunheim. They're going to shake I, hands. I think,
0: I think Loki will win out. <laughs> Thor looks like an even hand, even-headed hand, fellow. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, Cass, so for people who want to find more about uh, the Lord of the Rings podcast or other stuff you're creating, where can they find you?
2: Um... Yeah. So I am part of a podcast network called Dueling Genre. You can find uh, Lord of the Rings Minute, which I co-host with my husband, Norman. Well, I used to. We're done with that. But um, you can find like all almost 700 episodes of that uh, mess and uh, many other Movies by Minute podcasts and uh other things on on duelinggenre.com um i also co-host uh the doctor's companion which is a doctor who podcast if you like doctor who um and i executive produce a uh an audio drama about uh superheroes called geek by night um, so if you like superheroes, clearly you do, because you're listening to this podcast. Uh, go ahead and do me a favor and check that one out too, because, uh, we awesome. work very hard on it and I'm very proud of that show. And you can find all of those on duelinggenre.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest. I'm really excited to have you on for the rest of this week in these five minutes. And thank you as always. And to all of our fans, thank you so much for being a part of this and have a good day.
1: Until next time, true believers.